happens with me. Does anybody else, like, you, you see your neighbor, Ryan, saw you yesterday. You were kind of doing some, some yard work, and I was like, dang, I think I need to do some yard work. And, and then all of a sudden, it's like, it's go time. Like, I was like, babe, I'm going, I'm going to Home Depot. I'm going to Lowe's if you work at Lowe's. I'm, I'm going, I'm going, like, I'm going, I split between the two, all right, but but like I just I just did I went and got mulch and, and then I got some some river some river rock I got me some new gloves and and all that, and I'm like I'm getting after it and I laid the mulch yesterday I'm like let's go I don't have 25 bags I think I had like 15 well I think Ryan you picked me up a couple a couple extra bags but but man it's already it's already spring and and I can't, I can't believe I can't believe that it's already spring I tell you what uh, this past weekend I was writing this message I, I was thinking about last year y'all, y'all remember last Easter it didn't feel like Easter. I remember sitting in meetings and we were like, "All right, well, how are we going to do church? Like, what are we, what, what, what are we, what are we going to do?" And and I, we we made it through, we made it through that season, Amen. Like we're on the other side of that season, but but I tell you what, this this looks better. This, this feels better. It feels good to have family in the room. The older that I get, and the more family vacations that we take. I just look forward to sitting in the living room with, with my family. I just look forward to hanging out with, with my family. And, and if you're like our family, this is what happens. We go on vacation. We inevitably find ourselves in the living room. And we start making fun of each other. We, we start sharing stories. We start trying to embarrass one another. Any, any other families like that? Like you try to embarrass everybody? Darren's like, yeah, I try to embarrass my kids all the time. Uh, I try to embarrass your kids a little bit. I try to, my, my goal now is just to make my father-in-law blush. Like I would just say the dumbest stuff, just to like get on my father-in-law's nerves. I love it. I love the man. But, but, then, but then we play games, and, and inevitably this happens. We, we, all, we all find our spot, right? Like, you know, when you're on vacation, you, you try to find your spot on the couch, and you, you try to find you try to find the chair. It's like that's your chair for the week. Like nobody else sit nobody else sit in my nobody else sit in my chair. And so if you're like our family, we settle down. Everybody finds their spot. But then we grab the popcorn, and we grab we grab the candy, and we got we grab the drinks because we're a movie family, and we're always gonna watch movies on vacation. Any other movie families in the house? Yeah, like like for real. If you're a movie family, like raise your hand. Like for real movie family. All right, so good because I need I needed I needed that she like trying to like we watch a lot of movies. Um, we 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 finished watching. Uh, y'all can judge me if you want to. Um, but we finished watching uh, King or Kong versus Godzilla uh, last night. Did y'all watch that yet? That's a good movie. That's a solid movie. Did you also see Justice League? HBO Max. You got HBO Max. Justice League. It was good. It was pretty good. I, I liked it. Somebody like where'd y'all find those movies? I'll tell you after service. <laughs> we found them in the back room. But, but we're, we're, we're a movie family, so I thought we'd get a little controversial on, on Easter, all right? I thought I, thought I would throw out some, some good trilogy movies, all right? We'd kind of talk about this back and forth. So a few trilogy movies, greatest trilogies of all time. Let's, let's kind of talk back and forth a little bit. Here, here's an iconic one, the original Star Wars trilogy. Any Star Wars fans in the house, all right? Good start. All right, again, we're a church that talks, so if I say something you like, you talk back, all right? So you can make a little bit, a little bit of noise. What about the prequel to Star Wars? Did anybody like that series? The prequel to it was eh, it was eh. What about where's my where's my sequel series fans? So my sequel series where you had Kylo Ren and Rey. That, nobody, thank you for the one. Y'all see y'all in heaven. Everybody else will get you right before you leave, <laughs> right? Like that's one of my that was one of my favorites. Like I thought that was pretty good. Like, just the way that they just the way that they structured. Now I know this next one doesn't quite fit, but. 
But I had to throw it in. I had to throw it in. What about Toy Story? Toy Story? Amen. Hallelujah. I got everybody in. Listen, uh, here's my opinion. Toy Story 4 was better than all of them. Um, I also cried the most in this toy. Anybody else cry in Toy Story 4? If you didn't cry, again, we'll get you right and you'll get to heaven later on. Like, if you didn't cry in Toy Story 4, you don't have a heart. Like, that's just, like, I was, I was in tears. My daughter's like, Daddy, why are you crying? I'm like, I don't know. Watch the other three and you'll understand. <laughs> Switch gears a little bit. What about Rocky? Hey, Rocky? Hey, yo, Adrian, like, like you got Rocky 1, 2, and 3. Like, I loved, I loved the Rocky movies. Here's one that I didn't know was a trilogy. trilogy. What about Back to the Future? Yeah. I, like, I, I knew Back to the Future 1 and 2. Um, didn't really know about 3, so that goes on the bottom of my list because I didn't know about because I didn't know about 3. I talked to Brian King about this one. Uh, what about Lord of the Rings? Any, any Lord of the Rings fans? All right, I'm, a, I'm, about to, I'm about to hurt your heart here. All right, I love Lord of the Rings. I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a, easy, 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 boy. Easy. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but, but here's, my, here's my hot take. My hot take is The Hobbit is better than Lord of the Rings. I'm, I, was a Hob, I was a Hobbit fan. I loved, I loved The Hobbit. Then we have The Dark Knight. Anybody in Dark Knight? Batman fans? Indiana Jones. We have the, the Born series. And here, here's my sleeper. My, my sleeper is this. I think one of, the, one of the best trilogies, y'all can argue with me, but my sleeper, right? So it's not the top. It's, it's kind of, it made the list. But for me, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean has to be on the list. The ladies got loud there. <laughs> I'll let y'all figure that out. I'll let, I'll let y'all figure that out later. But, but I, I, love, I love those trilogies. Why? Because there's something about a good storyline. There's something about good characters. There's something about that cliffhanger that makes you want to watch the next movie. You, you get to those movies and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, that's the, like, you know if you're mad at the end of the movie because of the way that it ended and there's another one coming, they did their job, right? They, they, left, you, they left you hanging. But, but Scripture also has a trilogy. Scripture has this storyline, and, and what we see and what we're going to walk through today is, is three specific things. The first one is we have the resurrection of the king. Like, that, that's what Easter is about. We talked about Good Friday. We talked about Jesus hung on the cross, but then, then he conquered hell, death, and the grave three days later. And then after Jesus rose from the dead, second part was we have the ascension of the king. The ascension of the king where Jesus went to be with the Father in heaven. But then the third one, the cliffhanger that's coming is the return of the king. We talked about it a little bit in worship. I think sometimes as Christ followers what we can do is we can get so, we can get so focused on Jesus hanging on the cross. It's important. We, we can get so focused on Jesus conquering hell, death, and the grave. It's also important. It's part of the story. But we can't forget that he's coming back. We can't forget that the story is not complete. And it's up to us to do our part while we're here until Jesus returns. So it's Easter season. Let's back up and let's walk through scripture. Remember what we talked about on, on Good Friday. Remember, remember Jesus' last week. He, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's praying. And then Judas, one of his disciples, a guy that had been following with him for three years, walks up to him and he betrays Jesus with a kiss on the cheek. And in that moment, Jesus is arrested. 
And then the other disciples that were there praying scattered and they flee. Later, when they're asked if they know Jesus, they deny him, saying that they never knew him. And then, and then Jesus is beaten with whips that have shards of glass and metal tethered to the end. Is it dug into his skin and ripped away? Then he has this crown of thorns that shoved on his head so hard that blood flowed down his face. And then he makes this unimaginable walk down the Via Della Rosa, carrying his cross. Ultimately, both hands and both feet are nailed to the cross as he's suspended in the air, and it seemed like he was all alone. But the beautiful part about that picture is, we talked about it Friday, Jesus was worshiping on the cross the entire time he was hanging there. Jesus was thinking about you and me the entire time that he was hanging there. And scripture says that when he took his last breath, he was speared in the side and blood and water flowed. And then Jesus is taken off the cross and he's laid in this tomb. Now we pick, we pick up in Luke chapter 24. Let me read it to you. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb. Taking spices they had prepared, they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. First part of the trilogy. We have the resurrection of the King. Jesus said, I'm going to be crucified. Jesus said, I will conquer hell, death, and the grave three days later. And then we pick up in the next scene of the ascension of the king in Acts chapter 1, starting in verse 1. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instruction through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days, he appeared to them. Lost my spot. That's awkward. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, that Jesus actually conquered the grave, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends the gift he has promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So the apostles were with Jesus. They kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and to restore the kingdom? See, see, the disciples were just focused on Jesus' return before he ever left again. And Jesus was saying, listen, you still have work to do on this earth. And then Jesus replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times that are not for you to know. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses. Are we living a life that witnesses for Jesus day in and day out? Telling people about him everywhere in Jerusalem, 
throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into the cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven. But someday, 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 church, he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. So we have the resurrection of the king and we have the ascension of the king. Church, I want to live my life like the resurrection is real and that the return of Jesus is coming. Listen, in in the meantime, because Jesus rose from the grave, we have victory in this life. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to live full. I'm going to live full. Told y'all I was going to say that. All right, so y'all turn. Paul, go ahead and hand me. You can hand me the whole box. I'm going to live. I'm going to live full. I'm going to live full. You're like my Easter bunny. I looked at this thing this morning. I said, dude, you're all ears. (laughs) Like, like nobody all ears. Anybody ready for a uh, side note? Not in my notes. Anybody ready for the new Space Jam movie? Yeah? No? I saw, anybody see the previews? I saw the previews. I, I'm ready for it. Bugs like this. Bugs ears were like, were like that. But I, I'm going to live. I'm going to live full. Pastor, what are, what are you talking about? I, I don't want to live an empty life. I, I don't want to live a meaningless. I don't want to live a meaningless life. Y'all ever had one of these things? They're serious. I'm getting excited. Good Lord. Like his bow is real. You're not going to stand up for me. Right? No, he's not going to stand. Here, I'm going to give you this back. Like you, you look at Easter bunnies and they look good, right? They, they look good. Y'all know what I'm about to do, right? They, they, look, they look good. They look full. Y'all get those, y'all get those Santa Claus. Those Santa Claus, like... Chocolate things that you get, they're like solid chocolate. The Easter bunny gets shafted. Like I don't know what it is with the Easter bunny, but the Easter bunny gets the Easter bunny gets shafted. We we say we want to live a full life, and, and we look at people's Instagram feeds, and they post the pictures that their family looks perfect. They they post the picture like their family looks full. But then when they, when they turn the app off, the kids are running, the kids are screaming, parents are arguing back and forth. Anybody been there? Hallelujah, amen. <laughs> been, been there. You, you, look at, you look at someone that, that just fit. I'm not saying this about you, Brittany. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to share that. <laughs> but you look, at, you look at somebody that uh, fixed up the outside of their house. And from the outside looking in, man, the house looks good. The, the parents are in the yard. They're, they're working together. Kids are playing, but... Man, they go inside, screaming back and forth. You go inside, and and the kids won't listen to the parents. Their life, their life looks, their life looks full. You ever bought that car that you thought was going to fill that void, and you thought that owning something else was going to fill the hollowness in your soul, but you sit in your driveway and you cry because your life. Your life is just hollow. There's nothing on the inside. You think that it's full until things just start crumbling apart. The, the, the problem is, is that when we operate 
from a moment or a season of emptiness, our lives will always be empty. If we try to operate from something that's hollow, then our lives will always be empty. Without Jesus, we'll always be hollow on the inside. Without Jesus, we can never be full. Without Jesus, you'll always feel incomplete. Listen, without Jesus, you'll always feel empty. Without Jesus, the paycheck will never be enough. Without Jesus, the new title will never be enough. Without Jesus being at the center, the new job will never be enough. The new car will never be enough. The new house will never be enough. The new relationship will never be enough. You feel like you aren't good enough because you're operating. You're operating out of something that's hollow. You're not operating out of something that's full. It's because you're expecting something to fill the void that only Jesus can. Jesus is the only one that can fill your hollowness. Maybe a few months ago you had thoughts like, I thought voting a certain way would give me a sense of fulfillment. And and you're still left hollow. I thought standing for a certain social injustice would, would help me feel full, but I still feel hollow. I, I thought moving across country would help me feel full. I thought that I could start over. I thought I could start a new life, but I, but I, still, feel, I still feel empty. N- none, of those things, none of those things are bad. But when you operate from a place of emptiness, you will always be empty. The only thing that will bring you fullness in life is Jesus. The only, the only listen, church is very simple. You're going to hear the same thing every single week. Jesus is the answer. If I ever start preaching something outside of Jesus, go to a different church. If I ever start saying that, that something is better than Jesus, that something will fulfill you other than Jesus, go run and take everybody with you. Like, don't, don't show up. We're always going to preach that Jesus is the only thing that can fill your life. It doesn't matter if it's Easter Sunday. It doesn't matter if it's next week when half the people won't be here. We're still going to preach Jesus. It's like, can you say that? You step on people's toes? Yeah, I step on people's toes like that. We're We're always going to preach Jesus. But when we live full, it allows us to live free. When we live full, it allows us to live free. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to live free. I'm going to live free. I want you all to know that, that I crushed everything except dude's face. And he's like just, he's just staring at me right now. Overflow, y'all can see that. Like he's... That is sweet. It's not going to fill me. I'm still, still not full. I'm going to live free. Let me read. Oh, that was a mistake. I need some water now. Don't eat chocolate when you're preaching. Why did I do that? <laughs> Nicole, what was that thing you did to clear your throat? That thing. They were, the, the worship team was over here doing it. I was like, y'all speaking in tongues? Like, what are y'all, <laughs> what are y'all doing? I know we're Pentecostal. I was like, what is that? Man, let me, let me pick back up. Let me pick back up in verse 5. Remember what Scripture says. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who 
is alive. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hand of sinful men and be crucified, that he would rise again on the third day. Church, we can live free because Jesus defeated the grave and tore hell wide open. And that's something that we should get excited about. So, so what, that's fine. Go ahead and clap. But what, what, what does that really mean? What, what does that really mean? Scripture puts it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? But for some reason, we live with our heads down. We live as if we're not good enough. In 2019, Oregon was playing UCLA. And down by 17 in the second half, and, and down by nine with, with just under a minute to go, the UCLA Bruins kept battling just to get to overtime. They, they battled, and they battled. They were scrapping. They, they were getting rebounds. They were knocking down shots. However, however, and over time, there was this crucial turnover. Ahead to Prince Ali. They don't have numbers. That's the wrong guy to pass it to in that situation. Oh and they gosh. turn it over. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of the story of this. Uh, great job by Jalen Hands. Come over there, take his throat, and just push his head back <laughs> up in the air. Let's go. Come on. Did y'all catch that? Did you catch what happened? This is what one of the reporters, reporters wrote. The possession had been lost, and maybe the game. As Moses Brown sulked his way back on defense, head down, shoulder slumped, the UCLA freshman center had just thrown the ball out of bounds with little more than two minutes left in overtime, and his team was trailing Oregon by two points. As the Ducks prepared to inbound the ball, Bruins point guard Jalen Hands walked over to his teammate and slapped his hands before quickly but tenderly placing that same hand under Brown's chin and tilting it upward. Can, can I preach that to somebody today? Can, can, I, can I lift somebody's head up today? Stop hanging your head. You don't have to live a hollow life. Stop hanging your head. You can live a full life. Listen, turnovers happen. Life, life happens. Life can kick you in the face sometimes, and it sucks. Can pastor say that on Sunday? I'm sorry, but that's how I talk sometimes. And it does. It absolutely does. Pain is real. Losing, losing a loved one is real. Losing the job is real. Losing the spouse is real. Your kid walking away from church and walking away from the family and walking away from Jesus is absolutely, is absolutely real. But we have to stay focused. We have to stay focused. Tell yourself now, I'm going to live focused. I, I, I'm going to live focused, but you have to remember the prereqs. When we don't recognize that we are free, we can't live full. And without being free and full, we can't live focused. Think of the scriptures that we just read, Luke 24. We'll give you a new perspective new perspective, a new focus. Luke 24 verse 5. The women were terrified and did what? They bowed their face to the ground. And in Acts chapter 1, the disciples were just with Jesus. Jesus ascends into heaven. And after this he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching. And they could no longer see him. Notice that in both of these scriptures, in both of these instances, the angels questioned what they were focused on. 
Listen, the, the angels question, what are you, the women, why is your head down? Why are you terrified? The, the disciples, why are you looking up towards heaven? There's still work to be, to be done. The problem was their focus. What, what were they focused on? We tend to have a focus problem. We want to focus on things that aren't working. We want to focus on things that live us and leave us hollow. Just like the UCLA player, his focus was on the turnover until his teammate lifted his head. By, by the way, after that turnover and after his teammate lifted his head, the Bruins went on, on a 7-0 run to win in overtime. All because one teammate lifted the head of another teammate. All because one person said, hey, get your head up. All because one person says, you have more in you. You have more fight in you. And, and church, can I just preach that today? For you to change your focus, that you have more in you. To, to lift, lift your head up. Stacy, lift your head up. Listen, Sam, lift your head up. Lift your head up, church. 